letter forty one of the history of lady borton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter forty one lady barton to miss cleveland southfield then all the boasted office of thy friendship was but to tell louisa what a wretch she is alas what need that i cannot help saying fanny that these lines seem but too applicable to your last letter when i poured forth the anguish of my breaking heart before you i had not a right to expect that my friend and sister would have spoken peace to its sorrows and poured wine and oil on its wounds you tell me that reason and virtue forbid these tender offices in my unhappy case are reason and virtue then at war with wretchedness and must guilt be always connected with misery or is it can it be true that misfortunes loosen the ties of blood as well as friendship and leave the wretch infected by them to be hurried down the stream of life at the mercy of their own wild passions more destructive far than raging winds and seas forgive me fanny for this horrid thought i know your heart is generous and good and that you did not mean to add to my distress nay i am certain that each wound you gave was doubly felt by you yet why my sister should you think it necessary to deal severely with me if as you seem to think vanity is my predominant foible why did not my fair philosopher find out its use and play it off against my present weakness we should never humble that heart too much which we have any hopes of reclaiming when we become completely vile in our own sight we have but little reason to hope for the good opinion of others which i much fear is one of our strongest incitements to virtue and when as you have before observed we are totally indifferent to what the world thinks of us we are too generally not only meet but deserve its censure and contempt a woman still my fanny under all my distress i am inclined to justify the foible you hint at nay more to prove that it approaches to the very province of virtue as it is at least capable of rousing it to action and sometimes of assisting its operations respect thyself is certainly one of the best tenets that has ever been conveyed to us yet surely it savours a little of l'amour proper which term though exactly translated by the words self-love conveys yet a different idea to my mind and appears to have somewhat more of the lightness of vanity 
than of self-applause in material manners bravo louisa how admirably you have trifled through this page on a subject absolutely foreign to your heart but has not my fanny set me the example and shall i not endeavour to imitate her alas like all other copyists i fall short of the original for i write on i shall again recur to the sad source of all my sorrows again indulge the woman in my soul and give a loose to tears and to complainings for your sake then my fanny i will restrain my pen and suffer this letter to reach your hands free from the severe tax which has been too often imposed on you by my late correspondence for indeed i am not merry but do beguile the thing i am by seeming otherwise i am running into quotations but they are natural to a disturbed mind as persons in such a state would rather use anybody's sense than their own for whatever can divert the mind or turn it from its own reflections must be a point gained from misery therefore i do endeavour thus to sport i find in vain for laughter without mirth it is but hysterical and may end in tears my sincerest good wishes attend mrs walter and i may venture to add that i am both to her and you much more than to myself an affectionate friend l barton end of letter forty one